Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones. I'm here with George Mays for a free-for-all Friday. We are back. Here we are. We're back after. It seems like we've missed a couple of weeks on Free for All Friday. Well, we missed a uh, we missed a free for all. Has it been two? I don't. It hasn't been two, has it? I don't know. It seems like I think it. it was one. I was sick last. week. You were week. sick last week. Yeah, but we didn't have a we didn't have a text driven Tuesday this week because yeah, I was Dave. Dave preached, Dave preached, preached for me. Yeah, and he uh, he has uh, employment on. Yeah, during the week, so yeah. we, we can't uh, can't interview him. So we didn't didn't have a text driven Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Yep, we're back. We are back. It's about time you're not sick. I feel like you're sick all the time, Jay. I don't know. It's just keeps you're going not, through the house. You're not uh, taking your vitamins. <sighs> yeah, it's like a really uh, slow one. Evangeline got it. Mm-hmm. One week later from that, Drake got it. One week later from him, I got it. <laughs> Now, one week later, Angie has it. Oh, does she? Yeah. Yeah, she's at home. Yeah. It's a stomach thing. It's oh, going wow. around. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I was here. I was ready to record, and I was like, guys, I can't do it. I got to go home. Yeah. And that's when I got sick. Yep. I got you. Well, it happens. It seems like we were we missed the Friday before that, too. I can't remember why. You know you asked us not oh, yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. because you were still working on your sermon. And the conference. And the conference. The, com- the yep. Christ Center Church's That's conference. Right. Yep. And then the snowstorm the, hit. Then, yeah. And we didn't That's have right. a conference or anything. That's right. We have missed two. Man. Yeah, yeah, we have. Well, we're back. Well, we've got we've got George, <laughs> several things to talk about today. Well, did, we could, I, But before that, I got to ask you, did you see yeah. the, the breaking news that Biden got hospitalized? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he? he's got, he's got some like health issues. Yeah, that's shocking. <laughs> I know that he's got right. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. He uh, yeah, he's got some problems. Wow, some some some, some health issues. Yeah, hmm. I get, apparently he can't stop Putin. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's dad level joke five thousand. I, I leveled up to my <laughs> to my next form. You know, people have not. We just talked about how we haven't had this for two weeks, and people have been waiting. And this is what you this is what you do. The reason it's good, George, is because it's so believable. Gets you at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, you were totally not shocked when I told you. No, yeah. no, I was like, oh no, yeah. I, I haven't. I was getting ready to to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. See. That's right. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna sigh, uh, I was gonna breathe a sigh of relief because I'm sure that that Kamala could stop. Yeah, this is her chance. Yeah, it's her time to shine. Yeah. Wow. Maybe um, she'll laugh. She'll get at a meeting with him, and she'll just laugh like the Joker, mm-hmm. and he'll be like, we're out, guys. Oh, man. We're done. This lady's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She got hit with that Joker <clears throat> gas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Well, what are we going to talk about today, George? I can't believe you got me with that. That's... Uh... I know. I don't uh, know. It was... Yeah. 
Well, you know who got me with that? Angie. <laughs> Angie got that got me with that. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Of course I have to bring that on. So well, let's talk well, about I'm so I'm so glad that you did. I feel I feel like we've really we've really benefited from that. Yeah. And that is a I mean, you gotta you gotta laugh about some things, but you know, really what's going on is pretty it's pretty sad. It's an understatement. Yeah. We've got friends um of ours that are in in, in Russia mm. and uh yeah, bad situation. Yeah. Uh they're Russian they're Russians, Russian church. Yep. Situation is bad on the ground. Did you know uh the SBC pulled all missionaries out of Russia? Yeah. Yep. So I think their main concern now is like not being able to fund them, right? And then they're just going to be I, over there. Did any stay? I don't think so because you know they're your boss, right? So it's like the boss tells you to leave, you leave. If if you don't that's, leave, you know that's um, I, I think that's a uh, a weakness uh, again yeah. to uh, to the IMB. Yeah, yeah, you could stay, but you probably no longer would be IMB, right? Um. But yeah, I mean, if they stay, they don't have a way to make money because right. most of their money they make comes from mm-hmm. being supported from people over here. Right. So that is that is a weakness, right? You're not, uh, you know, I'm going to speak about being a missionary, but if there's not a way to stay long term, mm-hmm. if something like this happens, I mean, it's, you know, we're just going to scrap all the work that's been, been done for right. however long in Russia. Mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's a little risky though now too. I mean, they're the way they're treating Americans. They locked up that NBA player uh-huh. on uh, some fallacious uh, charges, uh, apparently. WNBA. WNBA. That's right. Yeah, they locked her up. Let's get it right. Ten years, threatening her ten years in prison mm-hmm. for some. Uh, yeah. So I, I to, I guess I can see they they can see the writings on the wall. Yeah, it's really sad though because <clears throat> you know we the actions we took. I feel like they are impacting just the regular Russian people. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they're having that much of an effect on the rich people of Russia and like Putin and the oligarchs. Mm-hmm. Maybe now because they're starting to hit them individually with sanctions. But I mean, you're it's going to be economic collapse there. You know, just yeah. talking to them, they don't know. Like they're expecting hundreds of thousands of people in their town. Yeah. To 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 lose their jobs. Um, mm-hmm. They run a Christian publishing house. They translate various books, good books into Russian, and that's about the, they think it's may shut down. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not good. I mean, we obviously think about the Ukrainian people. Uh, that's, you know, where we initially go, and rightly so, but you got a whole bunch of regular Russian people that don't, uh, they don't agree with what's going on. Yeah, I've been trying to remind people when it comes up that uh, you know it's easy for us to take a side mm-hmm. like here's the good guys and here's the bad guys and and what what putin is doing by invading another country is wrong um but the ukrainian government isn't like this righteous it's not like a bastion of of liberty and right <laughs> in a, and godliness i mean the the president of ukraine is not someone that christians should be celebrating right. and he's he's for everything that the scriptures <laughs> tell us not to be right uh, for so I, I just remind i try to remind people that um this is this is the nation's raging 
Yep. Like this, this is the, these are two wicked nations that are at war with each other and the church gets caught in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, and so we need to remember to pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and in Russia because they're not, they're not yeah. the bad guys just because they're Russian. Um, they're, they're our brothers and sisters in Christ and they're, they're going to suffer. They're going to suffer because they've got wicked rulers who, um, I mean, who knows what Putin's in game is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, even if, even if he's successful in Ukraine, which hasn't been going that great. Right. Yeah. Um, even if he's successful, I don't know what he, what his end game is. Well, I think his stated end game is, it's been known for, I don't think he's been a secret about it for the past 20 years. He wants to rebuild the former power of, of the, mm-hmm. that was lost when the Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's a master propagandist. This is what people forget about him. That's why you can never know what's really true. Or what is what? What are his motives? He may use you know whatever. So I think w- w- that's one thing we need to keep in mind. And also part of that is you got a whole bunch of the Russian population. They may be Christians, and the only access uh, they have to information may come from state-run media. Right. Right. And so there, here's a scenario where. <clears throat> You have two Christians on on opposite sides of this thing. One of them does what any normal person, I think, would do who's born and raised in a country and have been provided security from it. They say, well, yeah, this is reasonable, because mm-hmm. what they're being told is one right. thing, right? They're being told that the Russian, culturally Russian people of Eastern Ukraine are being like yeah. persecuted and I think even killed by mm-hmm. the Ukrainians and stuff. Right. And so... I, that, and Putin's like, I've got to go in and, and hold, the, take these regions, right? And so you, there are probably people there that believe that. Well, it's it's hard to know what to believe. I mean, for the past two years, we've we've been well, even longer than that. We we've, we've known that our news sources are biased and untrustworthy, right? And then all of a sudden, they start reporting on this, and everyone's like, oh, we believe everything that they say. Right. I mean, we, who knows? Who knows what is actually actually going on? And in the case of, like you said, the Russian, the Russian media is going to be even worse um, because of the government there. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's the only access you have, and I've heard that some that live in, like, the bigger cities – like maybe Moscow and St. Petersburg, they've got access to Western media, mm. so they can they can uh, get different narratives on things, yeah. and so they're able to question. Mm-hmm. But if you don't live in one of those areas, yeah. and all you get is a state-run media, mm-hmm. um, you're going to believe 100% your side is right and justified yeah. in their action. Yeah. Um, and you have to remember, like I said, he's from the he's he's came up through the KGB. That's right. His expertise is in like espionage and propaganda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's going to spin all these different stories. Right. And the one I think one they're doing now, which again is totally seems totally believable because of what's happened over the past couple of years, is that mm-hmm. there's all these bio labs. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. That there are U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine. Yeah. And so now he's saying, of course, well, I've got to go seize those bio labs to keep, you know, something from getting out and ruining the world again. Yeah. And now Russia, uh, or not Russia, uh, China is even backing what mm. what they're saying, what the Russians are saying. Oh yeah. 
But the reason <laughs> it may be totally made up, uh, right. it may not be because yeah. we know now that we were funding yeah. research that shouldn't have been going on in Wuhan. Right? You know. By by the way, has anyone seen Fauci in a while? No. Like, he, where'd that guy go? They, he's gone. They just ghost him. Yeah, he's gone now. He's gonna retire. He'll got move his fifteen on. minutes of fame. But but you see that why it's believable, right? Because what was going on in Wuhan, and now everybody knows it, and our money, our yeah. taxpayer dollars was going over there. And so it may not be true at all. And he might just be like, you know what? This is a good story and can totally be <laughs> believable. Yeah. I'm going to say it, and we'll push it out, and and then eventually people will believe it because mm-hmm. of what happened earlier. Yeah. And so you have. there's no way to know. We don't have <laughs> access to information. Um, not... We don't know what's true, and the Ukrainians are engaged in propaganda. Yeah. That's 100% true. Mm-hmm. You know, the Snake Island story was a lie. You know that? Uh-huh. It was made up. Right. Um, well, I think the, uh, ghost the, of, the, more the ghost of Kiev, I think, was also was it found to be propaganda. Well, the more I've read about the Ukrainian government, I mean, they they suppress any any anti-Ukraine speech. Like, they're, it's not free speech. Um, over there, it's I mean it's it's pretty tightly controlled by the government. So again, Christians need to not be so quick to pick a side. Um, don't be gullible. Don't just jump on the media's narrative when it suits what you think is right. We don't believe them when it comes to COVID, but we'll believe everything they say when it comes to to this. Um, we need to remember that we are the citizens of a different kingdom, mm-hmm. and um, we need to remember what the Bible tells us about the nations, that the nations are at war, not only with themselves, but yeah. they're at war with God. Um, and so we need to remember that our true allegiance is to Christ and to his church yeah. um, over over these nations. So I had a question that came in. We'll talk about it. It might be interesting for people to kind of talk about, to hear us kind of walk through what we think about it. Um, so the question is, I have to remember exactly how it goes. If you are a Ukrainian, like you're a Ukrainian-born citizen, and this happens, what do you do? Like you're a man, right? Do you fight or do you leave? And then the question was, if you're a Russian-born citizen, what do you do? Do you, do you fight like you're in the army? Do you fight or do you leave? I think it's a good question. Worth, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's not a, it's not an easy question to answer, right? I don't think. And it's something that was pointed out. Um, I don't remember where I first saw it, but this whole thing really flies in the face of what a lot of evangelical leaders were saying over the last two years about Romans thirteen and submitting to the government. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the the big Eva people were throwing out Romans 13 when it came to mask mandates and vaccine mandates and you know the government shutting down churches and all of that and oh you got to you got to submit to the government the government right um Putin is a governing official right um are all the russians supposed to just submit to him <laughs> using Romans 13 mm. like we got to be a little bit more discerning about what Romans 13 is about right. than just you just do what the governing officials tell you, right? Right. So, um, so this is exposing 
some of those those faulty interpretations of Romans 13 mm-hmm. that were being pushed over here. Uh, but that is a that is a, a hard question. I think on the one hand, um, for the Ukrainians, it's not wrong to fight for your country. If I mean they are being invaded right. by a foreign by a foreign army, I, I don't think that there's. I think it's a noble cause to to stay and fight. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure where I don't I don't know exactly what I think about them conscripting people and forcing them to stay. I, I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. Um, or what the I'm not sure what the Bible would say to that. Mm. It, it seems like the Bible would be against conscription um, because you look at at Deuteronomy and the laws concerning warfare, and and it says you know if somebody has if someone's afraid, let them go home. If they've just gotten married, let them go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it seems like they're not conscripted to fight. Um, but I think if you choose to fight against an in- invading force. I think that's noble. Yeah. Um, on the Russian side, um, you know, I, I've got to think about like Christians in the Roman army. Mm-hmm. They were the invading force. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't think anywhere in the New Testament it says, you know, leave the, leave the Roman army um, <clears throat> because they're, they, yeah. they engage in. Yeah. The, uh, the world is very is much more complicated than mm-hmm. like a lot of the uh, evangelical elites would yeah. like to think that it is that have never right. gone to a hard place in the world and never really seen how ugly the fall is. Other than maybe you know ministering to someone with terminal cancer or someone who died in a car crash, I get that. But war brings out the scenario where one Christian being faithful, uh, being a faithful Christian may be in a war against another Christian who's mm-hmm. being a faithful Christian. Yeah, That doesn't seem right initially, but it, I think it is, and it could be right in this scenario, because I think it, it, it would be an immoral thing to not fight for your country, okay? Unless your country is doing something like crimes against humanity. Like, and you know that. But the problem is, is you don't know that if you're just a soldier. Like, say I'm just a, a regular Ukrainian born. I'm uh, 20, 22 years old. I've lived, I've lived, been raised, had been provided for by the by the country. The country calls. They need, they need men, and you say no. I think that's immoral. I think it's wrong. You fight for your country. It's it's what's right to do. Say, but on the on the flip side, if you're a Russian. Um, Russian army sends you in, you don't know all the intricacies of what's going on in these uh, these two these issues between these nations. Mm-hmm. But I think what the one thing that you do know, so the first I would say is you fight that was the answer I gave to this to my friend who texted. You fight for your country, whatever that is. It's Ukraine, it's Russia, until they start saying and making you do things like kill civilians. Mm-hmm. If they tell you, you know, to kill civilians, I think you have the moral um, responsibility to object. Like we have, we have uh, part of our oath is that we obey orders, uh, but you may disobey orders if they're unlawful or immoral. Okay, so right? here let me put a little spin on that. <clears throat> you've got, you've got um, Zelensky saying we'll give guns to anybody who wants mm-hmm. to fight. So you've got you've got civilians who. Right. They're not. They're not in uniform. They're. Uh-huh. They're not marching. They're just at their house, 
you know, they live in an apartment complex and will, you know, will defend this from right. the Russians. Uh-huh. As a Russian soldier, what do you do? What do you do there? Because they are civilians. You are the invading force. They're mm-hmm. they're just trying to defend their home. Right. What what would you what do you think there? I think if they were going to be moral, what they would do is they would drop pamphlets and they would say if you're a if you're a male and fighting agent have a weapon, you're going to be assumed to be an enemy and be killed. What about the what about the old lady that I saw? Well, <laughs> I mean, if you know. she's going to shoot, if she's going to fight, she's made herself a combatant. Okay. But there there are reports that they're killing actual unarmed civilians. Mm. Yeah. That's where I think it's their responsibility. And if enough of them did it, it would stop. Mm-hmm. Like if they said no, we're not going to do it. And the officer said, we're not going to do it. and then, Which, again, is that propaganda. <laughs> right. Like, are they actually doing that, or is that, or well, is that propaganda? <laughs> you have no way to know. <laughs> right. In some ways, this is the first war that's been fought in, like, the cell phone age. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when we went over there, I didn't have a cell phone. No one had a cell phone. iPhone came out after I returned from Iraq. Mm, okay. So we'd, like, take pictures on our little cameras that you, like, turn the thing on. You know what I'm talking about? You remember those? So propaganda is yeah. so easy to create now. Right. Um, so you don't know what is what is real, what is not real. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a complicated situation, but I think that's the answer is it's it would be very odd and weird to me for your country to need you and you say no. You know what I mean? You think about the Romans, right? Like you right. said, Jesus interacted with Roman centurions, and he didn't tell them, yeah. "Hey guys, you're you're part of an immoral fighting force." Right. Uh, let's get let's get this fixed first. You yeah. need to renounce your. Uh, uh, you need to go AWOL and leave the Roman army. Then I'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's right. that doesn't happen. Um. It, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um. You're going to have probably a different perspective than I I do. Um, having served, I, I'm, I don't have any of that background. Um, I, I am thinking about, you know, Deuteronomy chapter 20 and trying to think through, um, because Israel would go to war and there's allowances for people not to fight uh-huh. for men of fighting age, yeah. not to fight. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'd say it's immoral. Yeah. Um, because that would be saying it's immoral because there's, I mean, there's allowances here for guys who have just gotten married. Right. Uh, we just had a guy in our, our church get married and he's going to right. deploy. Yeah. Um, if we were to follow this, um, he wouldn't deploy for a year. Right. So I don't know. Still, yeah. still thinking through it. Uh-huh. And, um, I, I, I'm just not, I don't think I'd go as far to say it's immoral not to fight for your country. Yeah. Um, now, if you, I don't know, I, I'm still working through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, that's the answer that I give is, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's immoral to fight for your country. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, uh, both sides. Um, the problem, you know, if, you're, if you're in the Russian army, like you said, I, well, the problem, you, you do what you're. You do what your commander yeah, the, tells you to do. The problem is, is that we as Westerners go, well, no one should fight for Russia's army because we have all this information, right, about them. Right. They don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have any of that information. Yeah. So you can't stand here like in, in a place of judgment over them mm-hmm. and say, 
all the Russians and the Russian army are moral people. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. They don't have information. Most of them didn't even know what they were doing when they went there. Yeah. Now, now they do. Yeah. So now that becomes something different, you know? Like I said, if uh, if they're told to to fire on unarmed civilians, they, I think they have a responsibility. Even The responsibility, even if that means they're tried for treason mm-hmm. for doing so, I think that's their responsibility Yeah, to say no. Mm. It's, it's complex. Yeah. It's not, it's not just black and white. Like a lot of people are, are making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's not, it's, uh, the world is not that way, man. I yeah. Mean, World War two. Mm-hmm. You have, it's, it's, this the terrible thing of the fall of how terrible the, the world has been broken by the fall. Yeah. Is that I mean, even in World War two, we can look at the Nazis mm-hmm. and say, Obviously, they're war criminals. They're terrible people. They're evil. But you know, you've got you've got just you have an average an average soldier in the German army, and you have Christians in that army, right? And they're fighting for Germany. Yeah, and I I don't mean like like fake Christians. I mean like real Christians. Mm -hmm. They're fighting against real Christians on our side in World War Two. Yeah, you know the clock. uh, You seen the clock in my house in my entryway? There's a German clock grandfather clock in my entryway mm. it survived world war one and world war two mm. so my parents were stationed over there in germany and they would buy they yeah. go to this guy that's what he does for a living uh-huh. so he he like restores and works on these really old german clocks and so anyway we're in there and my parents got to know him a little bit i guess and so one of the things he said is the nazis came to or not the nazis the the german military conscriptors we know them as Nazis now, but right. World War II, they came, and he and his friends, they were 12 years old, they ran from them mm-hmm. into the woods mm-hmm. uh, to get away, and they got caught. So he served in World War II. And yeah. the, and the, are we to look at that guy and say, oh, you're an evil Nazi? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, who, we don't know what he did in World War II, mm-hmm. you know, but the world is much more complex and, one of the, one than of we the, think it is. Yeah, one of the kids in my uh, the, the homeschool program uh, the the class that I tutor, they had to write some history research papers, and he wrote a paper on uh, a German soldier who actually hid Jews. Mm. Like he was he was a soldier in the in the Nazi army, but he was hiding Jews. Yeah. Um. Like, are we going to are we going to condemn him because he's got a swastika on his arm? I mean, he's doing the best he can. Right. Right. In a in a hard yeah. Impossible situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if he openly speaks out, they just eliminate him. Yeah. He's yeah. just done. So, yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to say about that? Um, I, yeah. I. It's You just need to, uh, I think just to remember, I think it's good that we're like going through Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. This is what's good to remember is that these things aren't just happening by accident. Yeah. Um, God's in control of these things. And that's difficult for us to grapple with because all of this is intermingled with the problem of evil and suffering. Mm. But the nations are raging against God, yep. and yet at the same time, he's sovereign over everything that's happening. Right. And history is being pulled along to a conclusion. Um, we don't. We are not able to see yet now what God is doing with that stuff, but there are faithful Christians both in 
Ukraine and in Russia. And what I've heard now is that people in Russia are more ready now than ever to hear the gospel because mm. of how tumultuous things yeah. are. And so they're ready to hear the gospel. Yeah. Their, their hearts are softened because of... So God uses evil to accomplish good. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, I mean, we uh, we need to remember the those people... We got we get hit at the gas tank, right? Um, and that hurts. But you got people over there wondering: Is the Iron Curtain coming back? Mm. Is the internet going to get shut off and it's going to become an intranet now? Right? Am I going to be cut off from the entire? Because like, you know, one of the people we talked to over there, he grew up like that. Behind, you know, when it was the USSR, and it was like mm. you know us versus them and everything. Yeah. Like, you know the hockey matches and but there was an iron curtain there and they were cut off from the world and the fear is just coming back yeah and they can do it like that right. I and mean, they have that ability well so why we're we're stressing about our gas remember to have some sympathy and remember that they're you know mm-hmm. there are christian churches over there wondering if they're even going to be able to keep going right um in both ukraine and in russia well i'm glad you brought up gas prices Jay, because we've got some experts yeah. that have been weighing in on the uh, fuel fuel prices. Uh, got one that we can pull up on the screen from George Takai. You might know this him. This is a Star Wars. You Star, might know him Star as Trek. Sulu. Yeah, Star Trek guy. Yeah, Americans, we can endure higher prices for food and gas if it means putting the screws to Putin. Consider it a patriotic donation in the fight for freedom over tyranny. Okay. <laughs> I like the, the first response there down there at the bottom. Millionaires telling the pores that quietly enduring inflation is patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're for, for fighting tyranny. Uh huh. Yeah. We've been cozied up to China for in every capacity. You know oh, what I mean? Just, uh, I got a, you got a, col- got that. another, got another clip. We got our friend Stephen Colbert. He's weighing in on it. Yeah. These guys over there have already, they've been paying $4 for gas forever. Mm-hmm. Now they're paying like $6 yeah. in California. Right. They don't <laughs> care though. That's nothing to them, George. High, high six. That's nothing. Like almost like pushing seven. Well, let's listen to Stephen Colbert here and, uh-huh. and how he weighs in. I'll tell you what, I will never complain about a destination wedding again. Russia has been hit with a series of crippling sanctions, and it looks like there's more to come because the U.S. and its European allies are now discussing banning imports of Russian oil. Take that, Putin. We're not going to buy our gas from a war criminal. We're going to buy it from the good guys, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) But it's going to cost. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm a buck or two, George. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's important. Right. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because <laughs> okay. I drive a Tesla. A clueless man. I love the I love the look on that guy's face. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know if I would have said it's that. So clueless. These people. <laughs> these people have never been in a part of country like where we live. Yeah, where you drive. I drive 
uh, 12, 12, to 12 miles roughly mm-hmm. to work every day. No. And uh, there's no bus routes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, and I guess I could ride a bike 24 miles a day, but sometimes the wind would blow me off the road. Get stung by another one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those tarantula wasps. And, but there are people, you know, that live even further out, more rural, and yeah. there's nothing around. They gotta drive, they've got they've to drive to get milk 15, 20 miles. Mm-hmm. They're farmers. You know what I mean? Yeah. These people are clueless to the rest of the country. Yeah, for him to say, oh, hey, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. Well, that's... <laughs> Is there even <laughs> that a work, Tesla charging that station works in out. this town? I don't think there is, man. I don't think there's an EV think, charging station so. around here. You got to charge it in your house. I've seen a couple of Teslas around. Where so does electricity they're getting, come from? They're George? getting them charged somewhere, but uh, where does electricity come from, though, George? Right. <laughs> it's it just fr- it's free. It's just magic. It just magic. falls from the falls v- from well, the sky. Very very little of it comes from wind. Mm-hmm. We've got wind around here. Yeah, but a lot of it comes from coal because we we don't right. like nuclear. You know, because right. whatever. It's mm-hmm. stupid. We should be doing nuclear everywhere. Yeah. Um, electricity has to be made. It's not magic. We don't pull it out of the atmosphere. Tesla did. Nicholas Tesla did not accomplish his, you know, dream of pulling energy just out of the atmosphere. Right. Uh, so your electric vehicle, the electricity in it probably is powered by fossil fuels mm-hmm. somewhere down the line. Yeah. And there's a limited amount of lithium in the earth. So what happens when that runs out? Uh, and by the way, that stuff's dug up by child slaves, as we now know, right? <laughs> so, clean conscience. How, how's your clean conscience <laughs> when you got some four-year-old kid who's starving to death? He's digging up the lithium for your battery. Right. Enjoy your clean conscience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's insane. It's preposterous. Right. <laughs> then, uh, then our uh, transportation secretary... Buttigieg saying uh, that the answer to high gas prices is for people to buy electric vehicles. Yeah, why don't you just get one, George? Just, just buy one. Just go buy one. Just buy one while you're uh, while you're uh, drinking your uh, your margarita and, you know and going to yoga. I think isn't I'm just going to buy one that today. What, uh, isn't, <laughs> isn't that what the press secretary said? <laughs> Yeah, they're. I mean, they're just completely. I I saw something um, last week. I think that this administration hates poor people. Yeah, and they they just show it all the time because they they don't like. They're just completely disconnected. They they have no idea what the average American goes through and what what the average American can afford, and so they say things like, "Buy an electric vehicle." Yeah. And the the Putin thing, obviously that influenced it some, but let's right. let's not be foolish. Yeah. Right. They're seizing upon that to cover up their failure. Yeah. Because the price of everything was skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Inflation was up big time yeah. over the past year and a half. And gas was going up before he invaded. Yeah. Even before there were discussions of him possibly even going in, gas was still going up. Well, they they uh, they talk out of both sides of their mouth because they say that the rising cost is because of of what Putin is doing. Uh-huh. But at the same time, they say, well, Russian oil is only ten percent 
right. of the of what we import. <laughs> right. So, okay, which one is it? <laughs> right. Is it uh, is it so important that it's making the the cost skyrocket, or is it so little that uh, it's it's not that much? Right. So they uh, they don't know. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, uh, but we're—it's it, a shame because we're just sitting on top of all this. We're about to pay my family. I would guess we're going to end up paying about two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars more in gas a month now. Yeah, because we drive a lot. You know, we drive to baseball games. We drive to softball games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Guess I'll have to figure out how to find an extra two hundred fifty three hundred bucks. <laughs> They have no clue about that, though. That just rains money yeah. on Stephen Colbert. You're going to have to start a uh, a YouTube channel. Uh, you play an Elden Ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Charge a subscription. <laughs> what are you doing playing? And you're like, what? why are you playing Elden Ring uh, all night long? Uh-huh. It's my second job, baby. <laughs> just doing it for the family. Yeah. I hate it. Got to do it for the family. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I've been holding on to this for two weeks, oh, Jay. No. I've I've been dying to talk about this, oh, no. and uh, we we just haven't had a free for all. So this this came out two weeks ago from FEMA. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a whole lot about it. I've seen I've seen a couple of people uh, talk about it, but not not as many as I was expecting. Um, so FEMA, um, this is from Ready.gov backslash nuclear explosion (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness um so the uh, you know there's been putin has he's he's given veiled threats you know the if the west interferes they'll face you know consequences like they've never seen before and so the question is that's all he's got because they're because let's be honest man their their military is garbage yeah (laughs) <laughs> obviously it's hot garbage <laughs> you we, know we I, would roll in a regular war in a regular high intensity conflict we would roll them it, and, it's funny because you know um in less than a week what six months ago eight months ago we we looked at the uh the propaganda uh or the you know the recruiting commercial yeah the yeah. russian recruitment yeah. commercial uh-huh. in comparison with the american one and yeah. you know they've got these <laughs> these guys that are going through rigorous training and it's all about fighting and, and winning this war. Mm. And then the American one is a cartoon yeah, about yeah. a girl with two moms. Yeah. Right. And then they, when, when Russia actually rolls out, <laughs> they roll out, they got those hard, those hard dudes. They're stuck on a, they're stuck in a 40 mile convoy. Yeah. While we, we could send in the, uh, the girl with two moms. She could fly a predator in from Utah, decimate that whole column of tanks. And then go drink a latte afterward. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want that smoke, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. But that's why he's got to threaten. Right. I got nukes. Yeah. Know? So the, you'll pay a high price. So the question has, has been coming up. People have been thinking about what happens if there's a nuclear explosion. So our government is here here to help, Jay. <laughs> so FEMA has put out this this uh, this this page you can go to it and uh you can find some information about what to do in case there is a nuclear explosion now of course if if you're within the blast radius you know you're just gonna die um but this is for nuclear fallout 
All right, what do you do if there's a, an explosion close to you, but not close enough that you're, you know, you're in, in the blast radius, you're outside of it, but what about nuclear fallout? And so this website gives some advice, get inside, um, you know, go to the nearest building, avoid radiation, stay inside, bring your pets inside, um, all, all of this, right? Mm. Take 800 stay, milligrams ibuprofen. Stay. <laughs> Call it good. Stay inside until you're told that it's safe to, you know, to come outside because the, the fallout, it, it'll, you know, it, it falls. Mm. <laughs> and once it, once it's out of the, out of the air, um, the authorities will tell you, you know, it's, it's safe to, to come outside. But um, some things caught. So you duck, like duct tape up your cracks in your doors? I guess so, yeah, yeah. Turn off your air conditioner? Uh-huh. Um, okay, so some of this is good advice, but uh, there were some things that caught people's eyes um, <laughs> as, they, as they were perusing this. Um, so we've, uh, I've got this pulled up uh, right in the middle. It says, uh, go to the basement or middle of the building. Stay away from the outer walls and roof. All right, that's that's good advice. Okay. You don't want to yeah, be outside. You don't want to be exposed. You don't want your skin to come into contact with you know radioactive material. Try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself <laughs> and people who are not part of your household. What? They snuck, <laughs> they if, snuck in some COVID. The, if possible, the COVID if possible, wear a mask if you're sheltering with people who are not a part of your household. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. This is get inside. Uh, the next next step is stay inside. All right, stay inside for twenty four hours unless local authorities provide other instructions. All right, that's that's good advice. Continue to practice social distancing by wearing a mask and by keeping a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not <laughs> part of your household. Oh, I'm sure everyone's gonna. That's what that's gonna be on their mind. Uh-huh. Nuclear nuclear bomb goes off, guys, guys. No hugs. <laughs> stay. Don't, on, hold, don't Yeah. Stay on your side of the room till this is complete. Yeah. Till this is completed. Its course. I know we're about to die, but uh, stay away from me because you might have COVID. All right. It it gets better. It it gets increasingly better as as we go along. So that's that's kind of a veiled a veiled reference. Okay. That's that's just become part of our our language. You yeah. know, staying six feet away, even though. We we know now that that it was just an arbitrary number. Like yeah. there's nothing magical about six feet. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, so stay tuned. So while you're while you're hunkered down, stay tuned for updated instructions from emergency response officials. If advised to evacuate, listen for information about routes, shelters, and procedures. All right, so that's that's good. If you have evacuated, do not return until you're told it is safe to do so by local officials. All right. Make plans to stay with friends or family in case of evacuation. Keep in mind that public shelter locations may have changed due to COVID nineteen. All right. Well, it's. I mean, can't just ignore the fact that a lot of stuff has changed. All right. But here we go. If you are told by authorities to evacuate to a public shelter, try to bring items that can help protect yourself and your family from COVID nineteen, such as hand sanitizer that contains at least sixty percent alcohol, cleaning materials, and two masks for children. <laughs> So the sirens are going off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incoming. A flash in the sky. Grab the mask. Make sure to grab your Clorox wipes. Yeah. <laughs> grab the mask and the Clorox wipes. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> there's <laughs> what's funny is that there's no 
there's no uh bring food <laughs> right. bring bedding bring clothes nothing like that bottled water uh bottled water you know stuff that <laughs> will actually keep you alive during this bring your hand sanitizer make sure you grab your <laughs> your purell <laughs> so, so <laughs> all right but this last page is my is all my right. favorite i I was sitting in my office, door closed, no one around when I read this, and I laughed out loud because I thought it was so funny. I'll try to get through it, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you are sick or injured, listen for instructions on how and where to get medical attention when authorities tell you it is safe to exit. If you are sick and need medical attention, contact your healthcare provider for instructions. If you are at a public shelter, immediately notify the staff at that facility so that they can call a local hospital or clinic. If you are experiencing a medical emergency, call 911. All right. So all of this is, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Call 911 and let the operator know if you have or think you might have COVID-19. If you can't, if you can, put on a mask before help arrives. (laughs) Good night, dude. This is the best part, Jay. Hands down, this this is a government website, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, your tax your taxpayer taxpayer money is going to stuff like this. Remember, (laughs) this is this is nuclear. Clear war, right? Engage virtually with your community through video and phone calls because you know, internet's probably still up. It's it's, (laughs) right, we're in the 21st century. It's all right. Know that it's normal to feel anxious or stressed. Take care of your body and talk to someone if you are feeling upset. Many people may already feel fear and anxiety about the coronavirus 2019. (laughs) The threat of a nuclear explosion can add additional stress. (laughs) Uh, what? <laughs> the threat of a nuclear explosion could cause could, additional stress. Yeah, you're already stressed out from COVID. And then on top of that, it's <laughs> nuclear war. <laughs> this is crazy. This is... <laughs> yeah. It's all right if you're feeling stressed <laughs> about COVID-19. Who types that out and then gets it approved by the I don't know. It, who knows? Someone's like... <laughs> people are already feeling stressed about covid and now there's nuclear war (laughs) (laughs) the the nukes are falling and i love how they assume like things are still going to be working like like uh call 911 right you think that that ain't happening dispatchers hitting the getting in the truck and heading for denver (laughs) you know they're going we're all headed to the mountains yeah it's going to be pure chaos crazy man i thought that was funny that that even now even 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 though you know putin has cured covid right mm-hmm. like are you hearing about covid on the news nah. like it's all ukraine um but even now with the numbers going down um and the new strains that are are not as they're not as serious they still want you to be so freaked out about it that yeah. that even when they're talking about nuclear fallout and the things to prepare for it COVID-19 is just everywhere. Yeah. Like they they want you to remember to stay 6 feet apart from people and to wear a mask and who is and still, bring who bring is your still hand sanitizer that? and I'm sure there's still people doing it. I'm sure. Cra- crazy, dude. Whoever just did it. putting who? putting putting the threat of nuclear explosion and COVID-19 in the same paragraph 
talking about stress just shows how bonkers we've we've all become uh-huh. yeah like on the on the list of things that i'm worried about uh covid19 is real low on it right yeah i don't think anyone covid would go bye-bye for everyone immediately I'm su- I'm, I'm surpri- if there was a nuclear i'm surprised they didn't i'm surprised they didn't throw anything in about vaccines make sure you're vaccinated the best right. way to prepare for a nuclear explosion is to get vaccinated, to get vaccinated. beforehand uh-huh yeah I'm, I'm surprised that they, they uh-huh. didn't throw something in there yeah they forget a part the they, it's like it all is gone like yeah. hey a bomb went off in uh oklahoma city the wind blew south that day and we mm-hmm. all die of nuclear fallout right but we're vaccinated <laughs> but covid didn't get us and while we were while we were counting down our final hours mm-hmm. we waved at each other from across the living room <laughs> we did our part to stop the covid outbreak yeah uh i'm sure as people are dying from radiation sickness they're thinking i'm glad i spent the last <laughs> the last year and a half in my house yeah. <laughs> away from everybody yeah crazy <laughs> Did you hear uh, that that there are like hundreds of millions of doses of the vaccine that just aren't aren't being used? No, I didn't. I didn't know. About, I didn't know about that. Yeah, they just overproduced. Government bought everything, I guess, and huh. and you know, there's people that and they don't they don't last either. No, like no, they, they'll, they they'll, they'll just throw life. them out. So, yeah. so that's uh, that's government efficiency, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Wow, George, I don't know that we can go anywhere else from there, man. That's like, I mean, I've got other stuff, but I don't know. That's that's kind of the mountain, the mountain peak for me. Yeah, COVID and nuclear fallout. Yeah, man. You know, I I think that. Um, I mean, we're we aren't the first generation that's had the fear. Of nuclear explosions, right? I mean, we're we're not the Cold War generation. We came in at the at the end of the it, tail end of it. Um, I saw so, the Berlin so Wall, is, though. Did you know that? Oh, did you? A little info for you. Yeah, we were stationed in Germany. Okay. Um, I was in elementary school, kindergarten through third grade, I believe, in Germany. And um, little did I know what we were there for, George. It's not till you grow up, right, that you find out mm-hmm. that they had. There's this gap. I think it's called the Folge Gap. And that's where we all the, you know, my dad was in the army. That's where they all train because what was going to happen was Russia was going to invade and we were going to be the speed bump. Oh, wow. Yeah. we. That, there's no stopping, right? The full right. invasion. We're just a speed bump. Right. But I didn't know that till I was later. I was just living there, oblivious, you know, enjoying my life as a little kid. Right. Unaware that right across, you know, the Berlin Wall was the Red Army. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we went we went across it once. I remember it was, it was okay. really weird, man. Like yeah. I remember, like because my parents were like pretty on edge and mm. you know alert yeah. about everything. Like where we go into um, Eastern Berlin, so it's that's communist country, mm-hmm. and uh, you can go in. Was it a utopia? On a special pass? Was it a utopia? It, like we're told, oh communism is going to bring in. It's no. going to bring in just flourishing, and everything's going to be sunshine. Even as a little kid, I could recognize. Like we go in there, mm-hmm. like this place is like sterile, yeah, and poor, right? Like compared to West Germany. Uh, but someone ran up to us. I remember. I remember this, and they had a map. And they wanted us to point on the map where we were from, and my, my parents were like freaked out, like we thought we were getting in trouble. Mm. 
because people someone had a map and like ran a civilian like ran over to talk to us oh yeah you know from oklahoma and uh yeah i remember that that was uh interesting then the berlin wall came down mm. like maybe a couple of years later okay but i got a little piece of it somewhere mm. a little piece of the berlin wall yeah interesting yeah yeah, I think, uh, but you know, we, we're living in times that we're not, you know, used to. Um, but as Christians, we don't have to be afraid. Um, even if nuclear war were to come, God is still sovereign. He's still in control. We don't have to worry about these yeah. things. That this is not something that should keep a Christian um, <clears throat> awake at night. We're we're not in control. Like we can't control what Vladimir Putin is going to do. We, we can't control what Biden is going to do. All of these things are, are far beyond our, our, our control. We, we can hope and pray for you know, all kinds of uh, better times, but we, we are, that's, that's outside of our, our control, but it's not outside of God's. God is, is sovereign, and so we can be faithful. We can, we can trust um, we can, um, you know, remember the promises of God, um, that Christ is going to return. He's going to have victory and, uh, all of his people are going to be safe. Yeah. And so uh, I haven't run into anybody that's, you know, freaking out over nuclear explosions, but, uh, you know, there's, there are, we live in troubling times yeah uh you you don't control the gas prices yeah right um you don't you're you are not in control of of the cost of food um god is god's in control and we can trust him yep that's right george that's right uh and uh just a little note rosh russia is not rosh from ezekiel 38 and 39 yeah so for any of my uh, dispensational listeners. There have been some. We could have had a whole segment on the <laughs> yeah. stuff I've seen some pastors posting about. Yeah. Like preparing for the end time uh-huh. and whatever. Yeah. Man, can you even imagine if they're saying that now, what they would have said at the height of Soviet power? I can, I can imagine. I mean, I read how Lindsay's late great planet Earth and, and uh, uh, what was the... He had a sequel. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, all all of that uh, dispensational eschatology that was just reading the newspaper and trying to plug plug things in. Yeah, and people have been doing that for doesn't really seem to two thousand years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's not that's not uh, if you are reading a, a translation that has the word Rosh. That that does not mean Russia. Just because Russia's from the north of Israel doesn't mean that. Like, there's a reason the north is used, and that's because Uh, that's the The, place the invading armies come from. Yeah, the the prophets would talk about Babylon coming from the north. Right. Well, if you know your geography, you know Babylon was in the east, Uh but you don't walk across the desert (laughs) to invade Israel. You You go north. You go around the desert and down south. Right. Yeah, so all the invading forces would come from the north uh-huh. because to the east is just a big desert. That's not good strategy. Right. Yeah, uh, but Rosh just means prince. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not some secret code word for Russia. Yeah. 
So I just I, I thought I'd throw that in there, Jay. Yep. I gotta take my I gotta take my digs at dispensationalism. They go. All right. Let's uh, probably shut this down. All right. Thanks for listening today to the Conformed to Christ podcast. If it's been a blessing to you, hope it has. Please like, subscribe, share, maybe write us a review. It's our hope, as always, that this has been a little entertaining, and but also help you to think things through things from a Christian perspective and be more conformed to Christ. We'll see you next time.